What does it mean? There, I think fury is sort of like anger. Zoom in. <laughs> zoomed. Wow. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Is the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the wintry Justin Waddell. How's it going? It's good. I'm How refreshed. Is... It's good to be here. What does that mean? I don't know. Wintry. Uh, you're you're uh, you are you're like a crisp, a crisp, stiff breeze. Thank you. Yeah, blowing through everyone. Yep. Wait. Ah. <laughs> don't try to think it. Um, welcome, folks. Uh, we've been we've been really kind of just feasting on the comments and thank you. Um, today we got a big one. We got a classic filmmaker, classic composer, classic actors taking a shit on themselves, uh, taking a furious dump. Yeah, the the uh, wonderful nineteen seventy eight. Offering, or effort. Let's call it an effort. Okay. The Fury. Right. Directed by Brian De Palma. With John Williams' most famous score. People like the score. It sucks. You think it sucks? No, it's not, it doesn't suck. People really like it. It's, uh... It doesn't stick. It doesn't stick. Um, but we're here, folks. We're here. Um, we've been working hard to keep these popping out. Season 2 is... Well underway. It is, yeah. Just rocketing forward. Um, we got some big things planned. And we're trying to hook new listeners. And I think... The Fury will do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're trying to reach out to the the Fury stands. <laughs> the... the <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a fucking... Did it work? My solar plexus is fucking ruined now. But uh, there is a, a segment of Twitter. All they talk about is the Fury. Yeah. Yeah, every tweet they're talking about. Peter Sansa. They're talking about Robin Sansa. Yeah. You know, they're talking about all the characters from this this incredible... So we'd we, we be best using those hashtags right when we promote this I know. This episode. We have to hook them. Yeah. So, so if you guys... If you guys are just dipping your toe into the movie microscope for the first time, uh, it's a show where uh, we, as as uh, esteemed film scholars, zoom in. 
We watch a film with a set of uh, uh, crested eyes. And uh, we squint until we see something that's fucking so small. Right. And then we unsquint, and then we maintain that and share it with you. Right. Uh, the, the little things that make or break. Not not those giant moments. So, like, if we were talking about Lisa Grass, we wouldn't be talking about the scene where Edward Norton fucking throws a spinning punch at the other Ed Norton. Right. And then the other Ed Norton receives that spinning punch. Right. Uh, with a smile and a little sip of chamomile tea, which is very genteel of him. It is. Uh, you know anything about that movie, Lisa Grass? I know it bored me to death. Do you know who directed it? Edward Norton. No. Uh, hold on, let me think for a second. Groot. <laughs> no, but Edward Norton actually it, took over the editing process. Hard to believe. Of that movie twice. Uh huh. Who directed it? I can't remember. Oh. But I think it might have been. Robert uh, Nepper? No, I think it might have been. Um, the guy that just showed up in Watchmen, he's, a, he, he's more of an actor now. Tim Blake Nelson? I think that might be his movie. <laughs> I was making a joke about him always taking over the yeah. press by saying he's doing it as twins. That's how good I am at the show. <laughs> I hope the Fury stands come Appreciate to play. It. Yeah. 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 Anyway. It's a big one. It's a, you know, I have to admit, I don't think I've ever seen this movie before other than the ending. I thought I knew this film well. I know I remember zero yeah. about this film. I the Palmas movie that he did right after Carrie, which is very strange. By the way, this there's another practice that we need to probably employ from the movie Microscope. What we watched it at the same time in different locations, and we're sending text back and forth while we watched it. It's pretty great. It was pretty fun. I was a little ahead of you, I think, on the... Uh, you were, and then... Because I had to put it on pause for a while, and I was also kind of watching your favorite sport, the fo- NFL football, which you love. Um, so I was going back and forth a little bit. But all your texts were about Dennis Franz. No, they were not. I need more. I did not just text you about that. I know for a fact I didn't. Cause oh, we, I guess we could read some of these texts. Oh, my God. This is an... It's a new. This is a new avenue. This is a, a new segment of the show. I got a problem though. Is it going to alienate the Fury stands? I hope not. I hope this is something that they would. By the way, a lot of Al Qaeda there. Fury stands. <laughs> I hope this is something that they they could actually resp- um, get next to. Um, what's your fir- What's the first thing that you sent me? Uh, I <laughs> Amy Irving looking duff. She's very uh, Amy Irving, one of the stars of this movie, introduced in a very skimpy bathing suit. Nothing wrong with it. Um, Raymond Dunwoody introduced in that scene too. He is, and I said my first, I, my first one of my first is the early Daryl Hannah. This is an early Daryl Hannah yeah. movie. She shows up in. Um, she must play like a high school student in this. Yeah, looking very Daryl Hannah ish. Yeah, this is pre Jackson Brown, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I had to interrupt with my Matthew Modine moment. Matthew Modine liked one of your tweets? Yeah. You, he, so he followed you. I, got an, I, I took a screen grab. It didn't send, though. I'll send mm-hmm. it to you now. Um, yeah, I got a little emoji for Matthew Modine, which was high high, high watermark for me in life. Mm-hmm. 
Let's not worry about the text, though, because no, no, we got a serious, serious amount of we notes. We got to deep dive into yeah. this movie. We got to zoom in. And, you know, what we have to, not only do we have to zoom in, but I think we have to do it a little differently. We have to psychically zoom in, because that's what they do in this movie. They they zoom in, but they they do it with, like, their minds, you know? Um, yeah, sort of. It's sort of like a... Like they do it's like it. a shitty carry. This is like some. I remember when I was young, shitty carry and shitty fire starter a little bit. Do you remember when ESP was a big thing? Like yeah. people, and so that must be kind of primarily when Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann were on there. But I know what you're saying. The ESP craze. Yeah, is this where this is born from? I guess I don't know, but you know, you kind of thought you could. When you're a kid, did you ever want to like have any of these kind of powers on display in this movie? I kind of feel I do. Subtle. I try to move like my Star Wars figures with my mind a couple times. Yeah, didn't work. I end up just shooting them with rubber bands. Uh, no, no, I didn't do that kind of dumb shit. I just thought that I could maybe it would be cool to have some powers. I was able to rearrange my rock collection that I was selling. You know that you sold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At uh, three. Yeah. Um, I had an ESP guitar for a while, so Did that's you? yeah. Well, this is you know get. Did you when you first started watching this movie and they start talking about this school full of uh, people with psychic powers? Very mutant. Think, very mutant. You thought of X Men, right? Yeah, I did too. It's, it's kind of a weird. There's some parallels. There. Well, John Ferris wrote the book, wrote the script. Mm-hmm. He has no original ideas in his body because he's not true. Carrie meets Firestarter meets X Men. But this is before Firestarter. The book was in the seventies. No. 80s. Oh, it was the 80s. Shit. But, I mean, X-Men was around since the 60s. You're right. I'm, I'm fucking... Wait. And Carrie, Carrie, Carrie was... was Carrie was... Right but, around the same time. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it could have been inspired by Carrie, I guess. But it, certainly, that's what's so strange about this is that... I think, I think he's is, ripping off... I, I don't mean to... I mm-hmm. think he's ripping off Deadpool 2 as well. <laughs> well, talk about the plot a little bit of this film. Can you? Because I... Is there... There's a lot of stuff right, going on. Let me, let me try to rip some shit out here. So, Kurt Russell. Do you think it's going to... Not in the film. You, Kurt, Kurt Douglas, you did this. You started this. <laughs> or you, you started asking a very important question. I was going to say, do you think it's going to upset the Fury stands when I just say this up top of the show? This movie's about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing... This movie is literally about... It's just... Not, it's a, there's... there's it's, it's not... I'm not... I'm not ripping it. I'm just saying it's about nothing. Yeah. There's well, no reason for it. The good thing is it's it's sort of a Mobius strip here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a group of people devoted to the Fury. They're familiar with nothing. Okay? So, Kirk Douglas yes. is a hard-ass toughie uh, with a son. Mm-hmm. His wife died, who is on vacation... Uh, with uh, Nick Cassav- with Nick Cassavetes' pop, John. Um, yeah, let's and just, they, they start out in the Mideast. Yeah. As they say, on a beach. Yeah. And he's romp- Kirk Douglas is romping around with They're his psychic playing son. Some, playing some beach grab ass. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, having a little swimming contest. Yeah. Rolling around in the sand. Yeah. Andrew and, Stevens. Andrew Stevens' son immediately get terrorized. By, it's uh, a it's a weird it's a weird beginning. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either. <laughs> at the beach, we know that Cassavetes is shady because he gets a phone call, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he uh, he, he lies to, to Kirk Douglas. And he and then he you know he tries to separate the two and speaks to Kirk and then he's gonna go speak to Robin. Yeah, Robin his son. son. And uh, but you know Kirk Douglas is they're old friends, so they you know it's like a friendly. Well, they, he used to work for the, the same shady organization yeah. that Mr. Cassavetes. CIA or something. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's. A, I think, but I think Kirk Douglas a, is ex CIA in this. I think. Well, he says he worked for the same shady ass shit. That every. I don't think he. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's an organization that is off the grid. Anyway, so what happens is there's this, the <laughs> beach is shot up. The father and son separated. They think Kirk Douglas is dead, and they, they cart the son away to some kind of uh, facility that is off the grid, like Nick said. And the rest of the movie is Kirk Douglas trying to track down where his son is. Like, well, and at the same time, we're learning about Amy Irving's character, mm-hmm. And a fellow the, psychic. A very, uh, yeah, a very powerful telekinetic. Yeah, is it a psychic? I guess can't really call her a psychic, but it's a telekinetic. Yeah, she's like badass. A, yeah, she can read minds. She can. She can make people nails bleed. bleed yeah. yeah, nails bleed. That's a gross part. That's pretty gross. Yeah, but she, it, you know, she, Kirk Douglas has kind of inserted himself into the people that study these powers. He's a to father f- who loves his son and really goes to great lengths to 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 get him. And how does that work out? Is it a good choice? <laughs> he does his son appreciate it, uh, and so that's the whole movie. Is he's basically um, trying to find where his son is, and then Amy Irving is um, trying to figure out why she has these powers, and then their paths cross, and then um, a body explodes. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Is that the plot, or he gets laid in a in a truck as well? But so, I mean, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the beginning of this film. Oh. With uh, first of all, do you think this is Kirk Douglas at his bare chested best? <laughs> no. The funny thing is, this is after his prime. He's sixty one. He's, he's still wearing it. He's sixty one in this. He's still alive. He's still he's, wearing. <laughs> he's he's one hundred and three. Something like one hundred and three, Excited about Disney Plus, apparently. What? Yeah, he's thrilled. What? He's like, finally? What? They're going to have all the Disney movies. <laughs> and Hulu's going to be included? Like, he's thrilled. <laughs> I saw him on Twitter. Okay. No, you saw him You saw him on Shudder. <laughs> no, I do follow his account. He's, he's at Bare Chested Best, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's him. No, that's the uh, Beatles old drummer. No? no, he's so self-deprecating because there's just a picture of an old doily. <laughs> it's a profile pic. I, you know, here's. The I mean, thing. here's how old he is. Michael Douglas is old as hell. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Kirk Douglas is in this. Uh, they Brian De Palma wanted to cast somebody. He was work after Carrie. He was he he had decided that he needed some star power in his films. Have you seen him lately, Kirk? Have I seen him? It looks like he... That guy would scare a zombie. They'd look at him and shit themselves. Kirk? Kirk. Yeah. He's like... I mean, I'm proud that he's alive. Uh Uh-huh. And that he sort of... They wheel him out, you know, and he looks at... You know, he he glances at things. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes a click or something. Right. But... Poor guy. Let's get him out of here. Not dead, but let's not show him anymore. He hasn't been seen. 
He was at one of the Oscars recently. Not they, recently. They've catapulted him out. He squinted at something, made a, a somewhat audible noise, and then they put him away. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. He was 95. <laughs> but he, you know, he is... Um, talking about... I mean, he's just... He's, he was killing it forever. He was, he was 61 in this, and he was still kind of a sex symbol. Like, he was... Yeah. And there's a love interest in this movie is head They have over the gall heels. to have him fake being old in this movie. Carrie Snodgrass is his love interest, yeah. I know. Rest in peace. And she did pass away. Yeah. But she came kind of back out of retirement. She would she hadn't been acting for a while and she was like, hmm. This is the one. Fury. Yeah. I don't know if she came back for this, but she came back around this time at least. And then she um uh, is very she pines she's very interested in Kirk Douglas is very she's very worried about yeah his attentions yeah L- likes to be um, rubbed upon everybody has a hard on for Kirk Douglas in this movie mm-hmm. except yeah. for his own son when he goes to rescue him so there's some forehead effects in this movie am I, <laughs> am I jumping too far ahead go ahead so the psychic powers in this are strange but they're when Sometimes they're represented by when they get very intense, intense the forehead kind of bubbles up. Yeah, a little veiny. Mm-hmm. little yeah. beast within-ish, sort of. That's what they were going for. But apparently Brian De Palma wanted to have that effect in Carrie, but they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. I read about this. Hmm. Probably on IMDb trivia. <laughs> I can't remember at this point. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's why he did these movies, I think, back-to-back? Is because he wanted to get those forehead effects in something? Huh. I, I would like to think that. I guess he could have thrown him in Mission to Mars. I would like to think that he had the power to will this film into existence strictly to get a bladder effect on someone's forehead. That would be enlightening to me. And the thing is, like, he was so excited about the effect that it's not that much in this movie. They don't show it that much. And honestly, it's subtle. It is kind of subtle. Yeah. Just like the film. Very (laughs) subtle. Especially the end. (laughs) Because I, I, you know, I just like movies where you can't tell what happens to the villain. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know. So anyway, um, getting back to the beach. Yeah. I was not expecting them to be attacked by, you know, automatic weapons during their beach adventure. Well, you know, he's. But I certainly was not expecting. Uh, Kirk Douglas's boat to explode. <laughs> with him on it, and him survive. So it? a waiter pours him some wine, uh, too full, like too full of a glass. Did you notice that? It's also a little bit thin. It looks like sangria. Is it sangria? So he was full. No, I think it's wine, but it don't look thick enough to be he real He fills wine. it right up to the brim, doesn't spill, and then he gets shot to death. So he um, was in on it. And very and Kirk Douglas is, is perfect. Is someone getting shot? Is the waiter getting shot right by me reaction? Perfect. Great acting. Uh-huh. Um, dives under the table and he's he realizes quickly that he is getting targeted like the the bullets are coming to yeah. him but he's such a fucking badass he might as well have like a knife in his mouth yeah you know, he's running around he looks like the kind of guy that would pull that off yeah yeah and uh he narrowly is, he gets shot i think he gets shot he does get shot right away he gets shot in the shoulder or something right he gets shot somewhere yeah. winged and then the rest of the movie he's like the rest of the beginning of the movie he's dodging bullets Picking up guns, shooting the bad guys, yep. getting in the boat, blowing up but surviving, and, and then cr- realizing crawling around on the rocks, realizing that his friend, his name is Childus, Childus, Childress, uh, Cassavetes, is a baddie and yeah. had planned the whole thing, 
and now his son is gone. But he gets a shot in. He does. He fled into one of the best lines in the movie. Yeah, he shoots. He shoots at Cassavetes, and he hits him in the arm. And then it fast forwards a couple years. Yeah. Later on, Kirk Douglas says that he killed his arm with a machine gun. Killed his arm. Yeah, Cassavetes the whole movie has his arm in the, a sling and a and a black glove. Well, not the whole movie. No. <laughs> You're right. Um. So um. Yeah. One of my early notes. Mm-hmm. Tell me if this rings true to you. Mm-hmm. My note is John Ferris takes his goddamn time. <laughs> uh, Quintessential seventies movie, no hurry. Scenes just roll on, just roll on by. There's some stuff with Amy. Ir- so one thing that I thought was interesting is the beginning, the the beach stuff. There's a lot. There's a very populated beach. And not for not for long. Well. But it is so they you know the son the father talking laughing it up in the background you see all these extras and they're just doing beach stuff mm-hmm. and you know the palm was showing off a little bit he's like I'm shooting this um, look how I can handle all these extras yeah and it's and then they go they cut from that Spielberg who and they cut from that to Amy Irving walking through a park with her friend and the same thing it's a park full of people it's very busy mm-hmm. and the Palma again's like look at what I can handle. But look at look at how much of her, look how many behind Amy mm-hmm. Irving's bo- body we can look at. Yeah, good sentence. Amy Irving uh, once married to Steven Spielberg. I have a little anecdote about that right. that I read today. All right, they had a pet parrot. Nice, and it could uh, it could uh, I don't know, what does a parrot do? Mimic, sing? Doesn't really sing, but it could it could mimic the Close Encounters theme. <laughs> So let me get this straight. It would turn into a gigantic man beetle. Oh. Oh. It could do the song. Oh. You know? Yeah. Mashed potatoes, great. <laughs> <laughs> but it could do the it could do the song. And it and it they first of all, the parrot they were they were together in the eighties, maybe late seventies, eighties. Um was the parrot is that like peak parrot having time? Is that when people Blackbeard would disagree? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, parrots were a thing. I remember growing up, people would have parrots. People have. You know the scary truth about parrots? They live 70 years. (laughs) Do they really? Yes. Here's a a bird that will outlive you. Enjoy. Not Kurt Douglas. You know, like like in England, they have stone. You're right. Like mm-hmm. he, he's like he weighs fourteen stone or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Kirk Kirk Douglas, he's nine parrot. <laughs> Do you think uh, Kirk Douglas had a parrot that's trying to hang on beyond seventy years? And I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's still crushing it. Yeah, and just fuck it. Yeah. Do you think that one parrot, uh, the spiller? Do you think it committed suicide? Mm-mm. Just doing some simple math, it's still around. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Who got custody of the parrot? I know because they did get divorced, sadly. Because yeah. uh, he got all up excited about Cape Cowshaw during uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah. And who who wouldn't? I think it would be fantastic if one of our listeners, or perhaps one of the Fury stands, mm-hmm. would scroll through Amy Irving's Instagram and see her in the background if there's a cage. <laughs> Does she have Instagram? Oh God. 
I hope so. Yeah. I think she's still acting too. She's in her sixties. Um, I, I always liked her. I always liked her uh, in movies, and I liked her in Carrie. Crossing I liked her in this something. Delancey. Delancey, yeah, yeah. That's what Walter White did. Hmm. Yeah. It was what? an air traffic controller. He crossed him. Oh. It's a good one. Um. <laughs> All right. So let's. One see. of my favorite lines. I got a few. There's a few great lines mm-hmm. in this. One of my favorite. Repeated often. He's loose. Do you copy? Now I'm kind of wondering. I know. You hear one of my favorite lines? Double entendre. What's that? What's yours? He came in my window. You know who says that? Who? Mother Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Mother Knuckles, Nick? Oedipus does. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? No. The, right. That the old lady? Yes. I love her. So the, That's not the best line in that scene. What's the best line? The whole world is dried up at the tit. Oh, no, that's Amy Ir- Irving's mom that says that, yeah. I think. In real life. That was her catchphrase. By the way, the woman who played her mom weirded me out. She was strange. She was strange. She looked like Judy Garland a little bit. She looked like not good. She looked like she looked like Eddie Munster dressing as Judy Garland. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So let me... I'm going to back it up from Mother Knuckles to Mother Knuckles, if that makes sense. Okay. But at one point... When you re when you when you re meet up with Kirk Douglas, he is trying. He's using a guy that can track down psychics to find another psychic that can help him find his son. It's is that what was happening? Convoluted. There? Yes. Yeah, I, and, I checked out a little bit there. And so he gets a call from this guy in the park who notices that Amy Irving has psychic power somehow, and. Um, they trace the call. The bad guys trace the call because they're onto this psychic finder. Right. It's so complicated. That's Raymond. What's his flame? Yeah, Raymond Dunwoody. Yeah, and they then trace it back to Kirk Douglas's hotel where he is. Right, where he is bare chested again. He's coming out with, of the shower with the towel around his sh- shoulders, yep. and he has to. By the way, what a getaway! I know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. He has to beat feet out of there, and he tarzans it out of the hotel. Yeah. Into another hotel. Yeah. Or another condo place. Yeah, but he goes across the train tracks. Yeah. He's, he's fucking limber out there. He is. And he um, he ends up uh, with, in this other place, in this other couple's um, house, and they have their grandmother, their mother living with them, this mother, who is Mother Knuckles. Amazing. And he kind of forms a kinship with this woman. I love it. Who uh, her 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 like son, her her whoever her son and her daughter in law, um, they don't like having her around. Kirk Douglas ends up tying them up, but doesn't tie up Mother Knuckles. Yeah, I keep and they saying and, it. and she she well, I, I'm sure one of Kirk's requirements was every woman in this film has to get smitten with my ass. Yeah, she was smitten with him, the older woman, and there was also in that scene there was a cat on top of a TV, two, two cats, and a yeah. cat on top of yeah. a shelf. Yeah. That's, I just wanted to bring it up. Okay. But anyway, uh, so what happens in that scene is Kirk Douglas has to get clothes and ends up deciding he's going to, because he knows the bad guys are still out there, he puts shoe white in his hair. Yeah. Not unlike Catherine Irby puts in her eyebrows. To <laughs> Next make his, episode. 
Oh, this goes before. Yeah. And um, he puts he puts a he to make his hair white. He then puts on clothes and stuffs a pillow down his yeah. pants to to give him. And half a the belly. scene he hasn't t- he hasn't put clothes yeah. his shit. And so he get, and then he about to gets a cane I think out yeah. and, he, and he and a hat and he he tries to disguise. Now himself. here's the great thing about that they spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with his disguise mm-hmm. instantly discovered. And the whole time he does that, I'm thinking, why is he trying to make himself look younger? <laughs> <laughs> his disguise fails instantly. <laughs> you know why? To him. You know, if this movie were realistic, right? You know what he would have done? Mm-hmm. Putty for the chin. Cover that hole. <laughs> Cover that fucking obvious. That you could have. You could be black. That chin. Is unmistakable. So they they're onto him. He has to jump in a cop car and then holds the co- cops at gunpoint. That's in. a weird fucking long ass scene. Here's the thing about that whole thing about about Mother Knuckles to the cop car to the guy guys chasing them getting killed yeah. in the in the foggy does not move the plot site. along. No one iota. It is filler. There's there's no reason for it. Oh, it's there's a, a reason for it. We filler. need Kirk Douglas in our movie. He needs something to do. Exactly. And only when they return to Amy Irving or spend time with her, that's when the actual plot kicks in. The funny thing is, is that's I like the other shit better, I think. Kirk Douglas being a fucking shenanigan. I like... Well, you know, Dennis Dennis Franz is introduced as the cop in that. He overdoes it. Not only does he overdo it, it's a yeah. version of Dennis Franz we've never seen before. Wor- worried Dennis Franz? Worried? Yeah. Worried and, and, and insecure. And, and then kind of bumbly. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cute. It's very cute. Uh, and there's this whole dumb scene where he's s- using the fog to force people to kill each other. Mm-hmm. He's sneaking around in the fog. He is. In, in a Cadillac. And, and and these high-level agents are killing each other, thinking it's him. They're shooting each other up. They're driving it off the thing. Here's what I don't understand about the whole scene. First of all, he's making the cops do that. Like, yeah. He's not driving. Right. So they're, they're he is... Forcing them to—he's puppeteering Dennis Franz to do yeah, this crazy, be shit. deceptive in the fog with a big yeah. old car. Yeah. Two he, at the end, whenever it, the coast is clear and he gets out of it, he gets back in the car, puts the cop says get out, tells the cops get out, and then he drives the car into the water. Yeah, he loves escaping in the water. But why? Why does he drive it into the water at that point? Do you understand? I'm assuming he. Uh Wanted to hide his tracks, I guess. There's no way. There's no reason that he just drives in. It, it, the coast is clear. He drives into the water. He's like, nobody's better at escaping from fucking water than me. Here's another chance. You know, it's like, I did the boat and do the car. Does he want... They maybe cut he, out a scene where he was in a, you know... It just doesn't, make any, it doesn't make any sense. But then he shows up in a phone booth and he calls his, he calls his mistress to come pick him up in the van. And immediately... Weird had, scene. And they Weird cut, call. Well, they cut to... It's a cool shot. They they have an overhead shot where they park on top of this parking garage. And really cool. Time lapse. Time lapse. It's the morning. They cut inside the van. Kirk Douglas freshly has fucked. Made time to make time. Yeah, with this Carrie woman. Snodgrass is freshly fucked in that scene mm-hmm. and loving it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he he just he's is, a mystery eater. She doesn't know dick about him too, and he's been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she he's a he's not a great boyfriend, but he apparently is good in the old sack. Yeah, Rooney. Yeah, they doubled down. By the way, on on even Dennis Franz and his crony have to say, "Hey, is that shoe polish in your hair?" Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, fake. shoe white." What's shoe white? 
You know, it's it's what you use for tennis shoes. Okay. I never heard of it. I don't think there's a breathing heavy breathing joke in this. When Kirk Douglas calls Carrie uh, Snodgrass or yeah. whatever knows, and he's he's heavy he's breathing heavily, and she was into it. Yeah. But she's like, "All right, cut to the chase," and then it's him, and he's like, "Come pick me up, baby. I need to uh, have sex in a van." <laughs> so we're talking about Amy Irving. We get to see that early Daryl Hannah. Uh, we do. Well, there's a there's a part she's in her kind of introduced um, moving a train like a toy train with her mind. Okay. So it's it's first there's a woman that's doing it, which I think is actually Kirk Douglas's girlfriend. She's she's in a, they're in like a class and she's attempting to move this train with her thoughts mm-hmm. and doesn't do a good job. And then Amy Irving is up to bat and crushes it and train toy train shames mm-hmm. the initial person that tried to move the train. Right. What do you think of that sequence? No. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I do like the fact that they go into this whole biofeedback shtick. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing for them in this. I had to deal with... I had a neighbor with who was totally into biofeedback when I was yeah. growing up. Still into it. Is that a Pauly Shore film? Different. She could not... She tried to get us to participate in biofeedback from like 19... I don't know, 84 to yesterday. You didn't do it? No. She felt have. it was a cure for everything. Okay. And and she felt very in, in touch with herself. And she always made pretentious conversations about biofeedback. All right. She hasn't I'm, aged a day. I would have liked to see and hear this. Hear mm-hmm. some of this. A lot of this stuff reminded me of Ghostbusters. Remember the scene in Ghostbusters where they're flashing the cars? Yeah. And Things are on the he- the head. This this movie it's like almost like Ghostbusters like making fun of this movie a little bit for that. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> By the way, um, I don't know if you heard about this. Um, uh, they awarded a posthumous uh, special Oscar to Charles Durning mm-hmm. for the for his work in this and every other film. Okay, he he got the always old. <laughs> Always old. In he this gets movie. to say his the line that he always says in films. Like, Bioplasmic yeah. universe. <laughs> <laughs> but also another thing about this movie is that he is also hit on by his coworker. Like they have a relationship, and she's a weird looking woman. But she, she that lady freaked me out. She's she, a little like Jason's mom. She tries to get him in the sack, and he's not interested. Like he's like, he won't do it, and he's durning down sex in this movie. Oh, I don't mean to throw uh, one out. For what's my, your next note? I don't mean to throw <laughs> one out for my Fury fans out there. My Fury stands. What's your next note? I did write that one down. Bioplasmic universe. I did have that down too. Oh my god, he goes. There's a walk and talk with Durning, and he is fucking dropping everything on her. And it's, I'm buying it. The bioplasmic universe. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, talking Amy good. Irving. Yeah. There's a great scene in this. This this movie is meaningless, but there's a great scene <laughs> in it <laughs> where Amy Irving is going up the stairs and has a flashback to Andrew Stevens' character, the the original psychic from the beach. Robin. Robin. Yeah. And um, Robin Sanza, by the way, to pay Littlefinger. Yeah. That's right. Hey, what? I, I get it. Yeah. But uh, no, so but 
she flashes to, to him in the house and she she because t- she touches Durning and you know his hand starts bleeding and all this stuff. But I like that scene. It was it's really well 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 done. It's like kind of a they do a circular thing around. It's uh, a De Palma's getting his rocks off. Yeah, Amy Irving as as she sees a scene unfold in the past and it's she's in the middle of it. I I think that's really cool. Yeah. There's a couple of shots like that in this that are pure like, yeah, like you said, De Palma. The whole the whole escape when she escapes in slow motion from the facility and all that stuff happens. That's a crazy. Uh, scene. That's a crazy scene, but it's also a great. I think you know it's what kind of reminds a great me of? part of this movie. Yeah, you know what kind of reminds me of a little bit other De Palma movies. Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah, well, zoom in. Mm-hmm. So uh, Amy Irving's character when she touches people and, and gets like this. She always kind of makes them bleed, and it, yeah. you know, the, it starts with this. She makes this girl's uh, her rival at school her nosebleed by mistake, and then later she makes other people bleed. Soap too. opera star, Who's lady that? became a soap opera star. Yeah. Well, you know, Laura Inez is in this too from ER. Holy shit! That was her. Yeah. Where? She's one of the the young women, Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Anyway, Hillary Thompson was the one that became a, a yeah. big piece of shit piece of shit soap opera actress all right poor that's not nothing that, that's a paying gig mm-hmm. she has some big glasses in so this. is a uh, male prostitute she has some big ass glasses did you notice that i like, love those glasses are yeah. huge little finn wolfhard before finn wolfhard mm-hmm. little spoiler he's turning down sex <laughs> uh, the nail blood scene is gross it is Somebody gross. bleeds from the nails in this. That it's a wh- fake hand with fake nails in it. It looks gross. See, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it was super fake, but I. It still looked even worse to me. Look at like mannequin hand. Mm. It's gross. It had a lot of blood coming from those fingers. Little finger. Robin Sands. It. What was your favorite um, slow motion high jump failure in this movie? You're talking about pole vaulting, you mean? Yeah, pole vaulting. Did you know that I used to pole vault? I heard that about you. Not a joke. Really? In high school, I was a pole vaulter. And? We were, we were awful. My friend and I decided that we were going to do that on track, be pole vaulters, and we bought our, we split it, we bought our own pole vault, and we sucked. We could never bend Wait, it. Wait, what is a pole? You bought a pole vault. What uh, does I'm that sorry, mean? a pole for pole vaulting. Okay. It was orange. That's and, cool. uh, you know, the big trick for pole vaulting, you have to actually uh, run and then bend it, and it's supposed to, you, you kind of bend it backwards, and it, it flings you over the, sort of flings you over the, Mm-hmm. We never got that part, so we just kind of grabbed onto the pole and rode into the other, you know, the. Whatever. Other than Donald Trump, who's your favorite pole vaulter? <laughs> so, <laughs> I I just think that uh, we were at state one year and and everybody laughed at us in the audience, so we were not good. But it reminded me of this because he also is not good. He sucks at pole vaulting. He's trying to unlock his mutant abilities in that scene and fails he doesn't he finds them later yeah he does find them later yeah if his his secret power is the spinning lady as it turns out and and andrew stevens uh that was the uh, money shot of the movie until it wasn't yeah i know (laughs) andrew stevens the son the psychic son star of the terror within he um is having an affair an affair with one of the young doctors she's not that young by the way she's she looked a little bit like she, Jenny Ogeter. Did you notice she's that? She's a little... No. no. And uh, British. She looked more like Stallone as Lindsay Wagner. Oh, please. <laughs> Don't even... She's, so, 
Actually, I'm closer than you think. So he goes to on a date with her later to uh, an indoor amusement park and gets jealous because uh, she's talking to some colleagues. But it doesn't lead to any trouble, that scene. What do you mean? Nothing goes wrong at the indoor amusement park. Oh, yeah. It on does. the paratrooper ride. So is that what that ride's called? Yeah. Paratrooper ride. So he he's angry and he and he's walking through and he's making all the rides go haywire, which I was like, he's making this place more fun. Yep. You notice that at first, until until one of the cars comes off. You know who his favorite band is? Yeah, Chic Trick. <laughs> yeah, there was a bunch of I guess Sheiks, Sheiks, and he uh, destroys them. He does. He throws a car. He throws f- them into more of them. Yeah. He. Yeah. Yeah. And that I Which guess there's kind of a dovetail to the beginning. Yeah, it does. It, it dovetails the beginning, I guess. But that whole sequence is very weird. I'll tell you what though, why are there not more indoor amusement parks? It's That's sad. amazing. That is pretty great. Weatherproof. How many times have you gone to Six I wrote Flags? down the name of they were sitting in like a area and it was named um the Mansion of Horrors. And they don't even go into that. I mean you can't De Palma can't give us a little taste of what's in there. Yeah. It's probably some studio executives with script notes saying, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> that's, but the, that's their big can note. Can we go back? How many times when you were a kid did uh-huh. rain fuck up an outing? Yeah. I've, I've had like four or five Six Flags visits fucked By, because yeah. of rain. Right. An indoor amusement park? Are you nuts? It looks yeah. like they created it for the movie. And it's more of like just a carnival. But you I still think that's bad. You don't think they just came across that on the day? Dumbama's like set it's, up it, some cameras. You know what? It looks it looks like an aircraft an air, aircraft hangar. Yeah, it does. That's, that's, a, that's a great idea. I mean, they do water parks indoors now, but that's just ingenious. Way more opportunities for things to go horribly wrong. Dumbama was super frustrated that day. They, they shot they shot there like doing that all you know week with extras and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and um, people just kept getting starstruck and staring at Andrew Steve. Ruining the shots. <laughs> there he is. There he is. What's that on his forehead? It's a vein appliance. Uh, John Cassavetti is one of the legendary f- directors of the 70s. Yeah, one of the mo- most well regarded. Yeah. Uh, and kind of an instrumental director as far as like a certain type of cinema. Yeah. Slapstick? Not. Oh. Not. I think, I think, uh, Stuff that it would make Ken Loach yawn. But <laughs> still necessary. But he acted sometimes. Yeah. Not in this, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? His motive, like, he, he, he was, uh, he, you know, he's direct, he directs, and you know, he does some acting, and mm-hmm. he directs. And he said, uh, I need about, I don't want to use my hand for about three months. We got the job for you, Mr. Cassavetti. Got a bad case of dead arm in this. Yeah, let's sling that shit up, and mm-hmm. you can just left it around. His whole speech where he he, he says uh, he asked he asked Charles Durning. Um, he said, "Why did you turn down sex?" No, he said uh, <laughs> he has a whole speech where he says, "I, you know, they say my arm is useless and and there, I should have no feeling, but I still feel it, Doc. I still feel it. Why? Why would that be?" And Durning um, says it's in the script. Yeah. Yeah. And then Casabetti said, what script? Did you get a script? <laughs> <laughs> and then Durning shows him his high school yearbook photo. 
white hair, just wrinkles. Yeah. Born that way? Yeah. Fucked at birth? He hit puberty on the way out. <laughs> they cut the cord and his <laughs> giant dick was in the way. Turning, uh, Cut also- the pubes while you're at it. <laughs> Cut the cord and the pubes. Right away. His first words were in a baritone voice. Mom! <laughs> He's like fucking Spock. He was in another movie that we did recently. Yeah, Sharky. Mm -hmm. Sharky's Machine. And he was great in that. Yeah. He's actually sympathetic in this movie. He is- To an um, extent. He- he he works for this shadowy organization, but he's trying to protect Amy Irving from the clutches of John Cassavetes, who wants her. For, I guess that they want to turn these people into weapons. That's what I'm I'm kind of thinking, right? To that's I think Cassavetes alludes to the fact that they were trying to weaponize these mm -hmm. fucking freaks. <laughs> you know what's funny though is Cassavetes has that thing, mm -hmm. like he is so charismatic. Did you ever play Cassavetes on the Nintendo DS or the old Game Boy? No. You talking about Carcassonne? Hmm? Carcassonne? No, Cassavetes. I don't remember that one. Symphony of... Symphony <laughs> <laughs> of the Night? Yeah. No. I thought that was... Uh, no. Pretty good, Justin. Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delete. <laughs> what were you saying? I wasn't. I was saying he's super charismatic, that guy. Like, he actually is good enough. Just He's just so natural and good that it helps defeat some of the inadequacies of the movie. Who's this? Cassavetes. Oh, okay. He's, he's like a real charmer. He is. Yeah. I mean, Son, not as much. Nick. Yeah. Also director. Well, she's the lovely. Come on. Let's well, not. We will be doing that. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, I told you we're trying to expand. Yeah. And uh, I think people would love to hear our take Do you think on that. the Lovelies Hotties will get on board? A Facebook the group? Stands? A Facebook group. The Lovelies Hotties. 60 I year so. old plus women that just are so into that movie. Half, half of Kirk Douglas's age. My man's old. <laughs> still in there. Still alive. Still hanging in. You got to hand it to him. He's like. Yeah, there's a photo of him in his uh, at his house of him with his arm around a younger Grim Reaper. Um, you know, Michael Douglas famously got plastic surgery for Basic Instinct. Do you think Kirk ever headed down that route? Did he have any work done for this? It wouldn't take. Plastic melted away. Yeah, yeah. But do you think he had work done for this? That's what I'm asking you. No, he, he's shirtless in this. Yeah. No, he's he doesn't need work. Yeah, yeah. This movie was not a failure, by the way. It made some money at the box office. Not well, as much as Carrie, but it was uh has a cool name. Has great people in it. Has a cool name that's meaningless to the film. What does it mean? <laughs> there, uh, I think Fury is sort of like anger. Zoom in. <laughs> zoomed. Wow. <laughs> it's huge. Huge zoom there, but that's what I thought too. Wow, these 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 psychic freaks are getting mad. Yeah. Is that why it's called the Fury? What's well, a book? 
it's it's like a it's a good title that doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. Yeah. I mean, it, Kirk Douglas is mad. Yeah. Uh, Cassavetti's mad is mad that his arm's dead. Mm-hmm. I guess there's there's definitely people that are furious in it. Yeah. But why not then just call it the Furious Folks? Uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, John Farris, man, you got to you got to hand it to him. That's his book. He's, this is a four-parter. This is the first of a four-part series. <sighs> Life's too fucking and short. And Nick and I, I revealed to him because I read about the books that we find out later that Amy Irving's character has slept with Kirk Douglas's character. Now, her name is Gillian, and uh, Gillian, and this his name is Peter. They had a baby, and the baby's the star of the books. Here's this. what's fucking weird. I mean, the kid. How the hell did that get past Kirk Douglas? How did he? I not... get to fuck another person. There's no time for it. That doesn't mean anything to him. His 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 Musk would just. That was his telekinetic. When power. does he get it? When does he have a chance to sleep with her? Because what I, you know, all this is leading up to him rescuing his son. He's on the bus with her at some point. Like he find they finally join forces. He's on the bus. He tries to ditch her. Okay, well, they don't really join. Do you think he slept with her on the bus? Oh, maybe. The bang bus? Maybe. But that's, by the way, um, he's forced to put aside his love for Carrie Snodgrass shortly before the bus scene. So in the rescue attempt, we're, we're jumping all over the place, but the rescue attempt, uh, Carrie Snodgrass, his, Kirk Douglas's girlfriend, works at this place where Amy Irving is. She orchestrates this really pretty cool, like, escape. Man, you're really being generous. Amy Irving makes it's it... It's interminable. I'm, well, it's not, it. We don't need to describe it, but it, it involves it involves mail. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... And a key card. And a cook. And a mysteriously acting all... Uh, Amy Irving's t- pretending like she she's took her meds, out, but yeah. she didn't. But she's not catching on to the fucking shtick that's going on. So she and is, the audience is forced to watch this all happen in real time. She kicks packages at Amy Irving to tell her to go. And so she up. she runs out the door at the worst time, like yeah. when the woman in the kitchen comes out. Yeah. She Although runs. she does a good job of making it seem like she's not in on it, I'll give her that. She uh, oh wait, Carrie Snodgrass. Yeah, yeah, she does. She, she's punished for it. She is. So Amy Irving slow mo runs out, uh, and you know. Brian De Palma really slows this down, so all this, all these pieces are coming into play. All these, you see, all this car coming up on her. Uh, Carrie Snodgrass runs into, accidentally runs into one of the guards, knocking him down. Um, this jogger who works there starts to realize what happens, comes up to save the day. Kirk Douglas is there in some kind of like tank. Shoots him three times in the tum. Yeah, later. So she, what happens is to save Amy Irving. He shoots. The driver of that car and the driver then plows into Carrie Snodgrass killing her with weird glass breaking. and everything from that moment on goes completely wrong for Kirk Douglas although he lives to 102 in real life <laughs> but he everything after that he it's fucked up you know what's funny the 70s the, the 70 like 75 to 79 really created a, there was like a defenestration craze mm-hmm. And it made people scared of glass. Right. You think of The Omen. You think of this. You think there's another couple of movies that came yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, she goes through a windshield. I think The Fog has some glass. Andrew Stevens even gets pushed out of a window. At one there's point. a lot of... I know, but glass looked 
sharper and meaner then, and the blood was brighter and weirder. There's also a glass elevator in this that Kirk Douglas rides down. Yep. Did you notice that? Yep. Combining two of M. Knight's favorites together. What's that? Well, glass and devil. I get it. Yeah. Speaking of devil. Speaking of classic glass floor, mm-hmm. popular HR web platform. Or is it glass door? Glass door. Fuck. Would you say glass floor? Yeah. Well, you can start it. Mm-hmm. So then he, uh, you know, the, so what happens at the end? So we're, we're kind of skipping around. We get, okay, so. I think that scene with the slow-mo scene when she's escaping, I'm into it. I like I like, right. the, I like all the pieces. I, need, I would take anything I get at that point. It reminded me of Raising Cain a little bit because there's another windshield and that, like something that goes through. Hickory dickory dock. Cain is picked in the lock. And you know, department. This has like a a, a a weird, sad ending, and then a great ending. Um, but Depama kind of known is known for the, his 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 uh, his unhappy endings, which is weird because he's done at least one Stephen King story, who's not known for his good endings. Well, Carrie ends with Amy Irving getting. Does she make it. She does, but it's like remember the hand comes through the right. But that's not Amy Irving. It is Game of It's Piper Laurie. No, Piper Laurie is dead at that point. The mom. Oh. She is. That's Amy Irving visiting Carrie. Carrie's grave or the house that's buried or something. Right. And um and it might be I think it's a dream. And then um and Blowout also. Mm-hmm. Sanity. Mission to Mars, of course. I don't know. I can't remember how that ends. The Palmer's made a lot of kind of shit movies. He's made great movies though. I like Blowout a lot. The ratio of good to bad? Maybe, but forty sixty, I'd say probably. But where, where do you fall on Snake Eyes? Mediocre. I like it. Eh. It's not great, but I like it. What else? I mean, Mission Impossible. Eye of the Beholder. Do you do Mission Impossible the first one? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Eye of the Beholder. What's that? The Ian McGregor. Did he do that? He did Femme Fatale. He did do which that, which was ass shit. Rebecca Romaine. He's still making movies. I think he did Eye of the Beholder too. I could I be wrong. I remember that movie. Well, that, might be, that might be Polanski. But um, there's a period of dick that he had that he can't get away from. I mean, uh, Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill is all right. Really good. No, it's really good. Um, he always got... A lot of people thought he was a hack because he would always really rip, rip off Hitchcock but, Hitchcock. but I think he's his own dude. I like, I like, and then you know, Evil Dead. Untouchables is great. Evil Dead Two is inspired by Dress to Kill, which always makes me happy. Well, you're an easy mark. Oh, he's got that new movie out, Domino. Hope it's better than the uh, Tony Scott one. There's no way it can be. How do you beat a perfect movie? Body Double, of course. Body Double's good. Body Double's strange, but it's got our favorite in it, Greg Wasson. Wasson. Yeah. Is that the only Wasson De Palma hookup? Uh, I mean, when you peak early. Oh, he did Black Dahlia. I, I bought that recently. Yikes. Yep. Mission of Mars. Oh, Carlita's Way is good. Yep. I'm just going to scroll back through here. Untouchables Ra- is a masterpiece. Raising Cain I didn't like in the theater. I loved it in the theater, and then I revisited it and wanted to kill my dick. Well, so I I didn't like it in the theater. I was so excited about it. And then there's this, this director's cut that was released recently. I watched it again didn't like it again. <laughs> uh, 
Casualties of War, Bonfire of the Vanities, Untouchables are great, of course. Uh, uh, Casualties like, of War has its moments. I like Casualties of War. It's hard. Just watching watch. Michael J. Fox loses cool. I told them, and they don't care. Scarface, fan of Paradise. Oh, he did Scarface. Yeah, he he he's pretty solid, dude. I mean, lately maybe not, but he's pretty great. Yeah. Plus, yeah. he dresses like he's going to. He's a war correspondent, which is very interesting. Yeah. So the film kind of reaches, uh, it gets a little nuts at the end. Mm-hmm. Their powers manifest hardcore. Andrew Stevens decides to be insane. <laughs> Who do you remind you of a little bit in this? He reminded me of somebody at the end. Okay. He's, he uh, floats. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. He evil speaks up there. He does. He does. He floats. First of all, he his girlfriend, I guess this is his girlfriend, but she's kind of playing a part. To kind of play, mess with his head, he decides to destroy her. He <laughs> kills her a lot. A lot. <laughs> he kills the living fuck out he of her. He makes her bleed from everywhere in the facial region, and yeah. then he spins her around like a top where she when she bleeds all over the wall. De- she's dead. Yeah. He, he spins, Jackson Pollock's the shit out of he her. He spins her blood out of her. Yeah. And it's not f- a friendly way to go. It's one of the it's one of the least good ways to spin blood out of yourself. And I feel like in a way that's like, I, I, I feel like in a way that's what the movie is. It, it's trying. It is about nothing, so it has to have a moment like this. But it's a, it's it's effective. It is. It's gross. Yeah. But it gets grosser. That movie. <laughs> that part is quaint compared. Actually, to the funny thing is, is the movie could have ended with the rooftop shit because that's yeah. pretty rough. Well, so then Kirk Douglas tries to appeal to his uh, floating son. His floating son attacks him, and that they, in a sentence alone <laughs> tries they, to appeal to his floating son. And then they, they, they go through a window, yeah, onto the roof, yeah, and then they both fall to their deaths. No, 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 no. Let's not sell this short. Well, I wanted to fast forward through a little bit. Andrew Here's. Stevens falls to his death. Well, he scratches his daddy's face. <laughs> Why can't he float? Okay. <laughs> Why, if it's he's a big fl- question. He's floating, and then he falls to his death. Why, why don't you just float but again? Kirk Douglas... I know. ...quits. <laughs> he, he, we see him ass-kick his way through the entire film. He loses two women in the process. Mm-hmm. He quits. We, he, his face gets scratched, and he drops his son. Okay? And then his son decides not to float, but die instead. <laughs> and then Kirk Douglas throws, choice. Him, throws himself face for face first onto the ground beside his dead son. He gives out. Yeah, he's like... Mm-hmm. I, I think it was just so... It was such a human moment, I guess, but it's just so funny that he dives to his death because he knows that he probably lost. Mm-hmm. You know, but as a viewer... It's hard to see because he was Tarzaning it out of that hotel and then all of a sudden he's he's uh, doing a face plant onto the concrete. Well, I think there's there's the, yeah, you're talking about the emotional connection it makes. I'm thinking more of I, I watched this, I chose to watch this, and this is this is the story they're telling. He does fail at the end. I mean, he, there's no there's no doubt about it. He fails, but luckily, as Andrew Stevens is dying, he blues eye he blue eyes it into Amy Irving. Yeah, he really does for no reason. Yeah, he his eyes decide to turn blue, and he blew he passes that. Uh, I guess powers or something he combines forces with amy good, your guess is as good as fucking mine man because well, that she she has blue eyes too for a moment yeah 
So, you know, we didn't... The reason that Andrew Stevens goes nuts at the end is that he realizes that Amy Irving is around somehow. He, they never met, but he realizes that her presence is there and he thinks he's being replaced. And that's his whole thing is, I sense her. Uh, you guys invited someone extra to dinner. I'm going to go absolutely crazy now <laughs> and uh, and kill everybody. And, and she's like, oh, there's this cool guy I want to meet. They yeah. have slightly different responses to this situation. Yeah, she feels for him. Um, and then they get immediately, uh, you know, Kirk Douglas, that's a, you met, You didn't mention this fail. They're sneaking around outside, and then they get uh, oh, grabbed yeah. by the guards. Yeah, they're caught instantly. Yeah. Yeah. They're caught. Um, and, and then there's murder upstairs. Yeah. And then there's failure when Kirk. Kirk into the fails room. so hard in this movie. Do you think that they're trying to imitate like some like exorcist type scares at the end with him floating? Like, what were they doing? Why? Yeah, was he they f- were fucking. They were trying to capitalize on that seventies fucking gut punch. It worked. I bet you. The the thing is, you think about back then. Yeah. We lived for in horror movies. We lived for like a few small moments. And this movie. This movie's got those moments. And Kirk was like. The spinning woman? That's up there with the best of the best. That's gross. And And it gets better. And he says that uh, Kirk was like, what do they do to you, my son? What do they do? You know, because he realizes that they've they've turned his son into this monster, you know. Yeah. And he used to, this guy used to be hard scrambling on the beach. Yeah, Robin would like, Mm -hmm. he was like a big old swim. Now, let me pause it there for a second. How do you feel about them calling their main not main character, but one of their main characters, Robin, in this. It's embarrassing. It's just, is that also a name that just kind of went away? There's not a lot of Robins these There's days. There's too many. Robin Williams is like a famous Robin. Robin but, Roberts, pitcher for the yeah. Cardinals or whatever. Batman Robin. But yeah. Nailed it. But yeah. Baskin. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I, I mean. Robin Givens. Man. We're talking men. Uh, Robin Quivers. Robin Harris. Mm. Robin Hood. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Robin Robertson? No? Um, Robby. I don't like that name. I never have. Nothing against people out there that parents took a big shit on them and named Robin. Rockin' Robin? But that is an awful name for a man. One of my most hated songs, Rockin' Robin. I hate it. Yeah. Do you like it? No. Um, you know what my one of my wor- least favorite is? Hmm? Money, money. Yeah. I really hate that song. It's a yeah. What about when Billy Idol covers it? It's still bad. Um, what but, is money, money? What the fuck does that mean? That's a, I think that's the point. That no one really knows. Oh, which makes it even more annoying. But do you think that they could have ended this movie with Rock and Robin, and it would have been like a little like American Werewolf in London? Yeah, that'd been pretty funny. I might have like made, made me like the movie a little. But bit I think more. there's another song they could have chose. Like what? Well, we'll get there. <laughs> so just when you think the film is over, <laughs> Amy Irving or Amy Irving's character wakes up uh, in the bed, uh, in a bed where she has been because you know last time we saw her, she was getting blue eyed. Yeah, by uh, Andrew Stevens. She wakes up in this kind of very... By the way... Well-lit room. A less annoying way of getting blue-eyed than having Frank Sinatra music forced on your goddamn throat. Um, 
Wakes up in this bed. Old Cassavetti standing in the room with his dead arm. Glad you woke up. Yeah. Is he glad that she woke up after a while, or <laughs> does he stay? The jury glad? is out on that. And he uh, explains to her how everybody that's been bad mouthing him, he's really not that bad of a guy. Um, he should be um, kind of rewarded for his uh, passion for the psychics, and he is. He gets a reward. Yeah. Yeah. And so then what happens? The best 15 seconds in cinematic history. He uh, he he kind of cuddles well, he cuddles with Amy Irving. He gives her a little hug and touches her arm, which is not good. And anytime anybody touches Amy Irving in this movie, something kind of bad happens. But except for this time. Except Kirk Douglas, I guess yeah. apparently in the books. But and Carrie Snodgrass. Uh yeah, she right. But um he yeah, do you do you describe it? Because you love it. Well, so I mean, there's okay. So Amy Irving is, she is onto him, <laughs> and she has uh, doubts about him being a good guy. Right. So she does an act which inspired an, an artist in the '80s to write a song about. Okay. She kisses the eyeball of one John Cassavetes. She kisses him deadly. I know you kiss me blind. Boy George saw the fury. <laughs> and he had to change the name of the, the song uh-huh. and the lyric because it was copyright. Mm-hmm. She kisses him blind. She does. And he gets Twice. immediate bloody eye. Bloody he, eyes. She kisses him blind and then he fumbles around the room. And he's like, this is awful. What a shitty afternoon. Thank God this is as bad as it gets. No. That oh, it gets worse? It gets a little worse. He starts to have a little... Uh, as you notice, when he enters the room, I noticed this, he touches his forehead like he's got a little touch of a little bit of a headache. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, hope he feels better, because I was rooting for him at that point. Yeah. Gets kissed blind, stumbles around the room, trying to basically trying to catch her throttle her because he's mad about that he doesn't like that he's blind now he's like thanks for the worst part of my day he's like I got a dead arm now I got to deal with these dead eyes and then he immediately <laughs> tries to apply two sl- two black slings to his eyes <laughs> <laughs> the original title for the film and so what happens um, he starts to shake a little bit yeah she's kind of got him in some sort of a telekinetic telekinetic fury she starts. Her face starts to get a little uh, angry. She, she Danny Torrance's a little bit, and focuses on him, and and then he's kind of frozen in place, kind of doing a little hop, like yeah. And you're like, man, she's really fucking him up. Yeah, hope so, hope he'll be okay. Yeah, I guess he learned his lesson. That's yep. what I thought. I was like, he'll never kidnap a psychic again. This I, is. I, th- I think she. I th- and honestly, I think he got the message. Mm-hmm. He's like, uncle. Yeah. Like this is you did it. Yeah. I am a I am cured. Yeah. I will never hurt another person. Yeah, and I was like, well that's this is this is this is a great way to end this film with a life lesson. Yeah. And then uh, what happens? Te- he explodes a lot. <laughs> he um Amy Irving has a um uh intense like weird face gets <laughs> and she gets she goes into a corner backs in the corner of a wall and when she does that it I don't know what happens, but her powers supercharge and he blows up. He mega explodes in slow motion over and over again. And it is wonderful. 
And they did it with dynamite. And it's colorful. It's beautiful. Uh The color is beautiful. And his beautiful. I describe it, but I I think it's beautiful. Like it's actually a beautiful scene to me. Mm -hmm. It should be one of the Apple uh, screensavers. Right. When you're, you know, when it's idle on Apple TV, Uh and you see like, you know, the moon and dog shit and like Peru and dumb shit. That it is beautiful. I really think it's beautiful. But the best is the perfectly designed head of John Cassavetes spinning towards the camera, right, and then landing hard on its face. Right. I mean, if there was ever a moment in this show for you to deliver a chef's kiss. It's perfect. It is stunning. It's gross. Better that is that 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 is better than any moment in do, any other. Do you think that's better than Scanners, which is probably got, gets compared well, to a lot? Uh no, I mean it's different. I mean they're both works of art. This came first, give it that. Scanners 80? Yeah, I think so. They also, I think, used dynamite. Plus, but plus, I think also this guy died. This character died. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scanners is a master. I mean, that's perfect. But this is, uh, I don't think that maybe Scanners doesn't happen without this. It's true. And I really think. Why? why I, the funny thing is, is, I don't know why I chose this movie. I don't remember anything about this movie, including this. I was not expecting this when it came. You said you remembered this is the only scene you remember. Well, I, I've seen it, the ending, you know, in the last couple of years, and I but I still don't only remember. I thought his head blew up. I didn't realize that the whole thing was going. The whole man, mm-hmm. she fucked him over. The whole Cassavetes. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's wonderful. Yeah, I know. By the way, instantly goes to credits after that. I know that's the end. Yeah, yeah. But there, there is a mid-credit scene where the uh, the maids come in. Yeah. And they start, oh, fuck. Yeah, not again. But the the carpet's white, by the way. Yeah. Yikes. You think that was a good choice? White carpet in that place? I mean, Jesus Christ, Andrew Stevens already, like, did... There was white carpet in that room, or at least white walls, and, and now, now the, white carpet? The mid-credit scene was good, but the one that's at the very end. What? It's, uh... It's a, you see these guys wheeling a really small gurney, and they pull it into this really bleach white room, and the head goes, "Can I get a fucking mint? Can I get a mint here?" Oh, we didn't talk about the best scene in the movie. Besides this, this is this okay. Is, hold on, minute, let me check my notes to see if I can guess what you're talking about. The best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Between, I give you, I give you a hint. It's between Amy Irving. And uh, Carrie Snodgrass at Carrie Snodgrass's home. I, I was not touched the same way as you, apparently. They're eating. And Carrie Snodgrass was like, you know, he- whatever her name is, Hester. It's dumb. Whatever her name is. Says, um. You talking about chickpeas? Let's have a, we're going to make Sundays. And they, the, 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 the help where they bring in these huge melted nightmares everything and they make these gigantic sundaes of ice cream and Amy Irving takes the hugest bite like the and she's talking about how she's gonna get fat <laughs> yeah yeah um but she I mean it's just like and it, this those look great the sundaes look fantastic. they look melty and nightmare remind me a little bit of the snow cones just because you know we've we've done some movies lately the snow cones and um What's the movie? Eight million ways to die. Yeah, we've done movies where that's fe- that have featured dessert in some way, sort yeah. of. Um, and 
you know, this was like, the, you know, you make Sundays, but this was like, they really. Yeah. This was like all weekend. A lot weekend. of work went into it. And um, uh, do you think when she flashed back, okay, this is another question I have for you, and I didn't, I underlined it. When she flashed back, did it remind you of Travis Walton a little bit? No. You know how she flashes back or like flashes to different scenes? No. Was it because she didn't get syrup on her face? <laughs> that was the trigger for old Travis. I thought maybe she could have done, they could have had a nice little whipped cream on her face. And then she flashes from the Sunday. And okay. Glad you might, might zoom in? Yeah. S-U-N-D-A-E. A Sunday. I think it's about Sunday. Yeah. You killed it. I zoomed in. <laughs> that was a laugh. Why is it spelled like that? It's fucking dumb. It is dumb. I don't understand it. I think you could have gone away with the D-A-Y and everybody would be like, delicious. Yeah. You know? And it probably would have given some... Doing that would have given a little bit of more flavoring to Sundays. Actual those days. Kirk Douglas failed. That's that's it. But he... Not in real life. Here's a question. Mm -hmm. How bad are we going to feel when he dies the day this comes out? He is survived by literally no one and this parrot. No, I mean, do you think he'll listen to this? No. They don't make... I wonder, if he went, I wonder if he listens to podcasts. He's, like, so excited that he made it long enough that podcasts were invented. All right. I'm afraid to find out... What, how old he is? No, no. Jesus Christ, he's he's 102 years old. He turns 103 in a month and a, in a month and change. By the way, okay, I, let's play a little game. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, isolate the the unnecessary word in this sentence. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kirk Douglas is a retired American actor, filmmaker, and author. Retired. <laughs> Duh. I'm sorry. I'm over here looking up Amy Irving's Instagram. I don't think it exists. Um, which sucks. I'd be so into that. I'd follow. I'm not. You know what's funny is the ending makes it worth seeing. Yeah. The last twenty minutes is pretty rip roaring. Yeah, there's some good stuff that happened. What would you? Okay, here's what we can do real quick. What would? What kind of? What superhero names would you give these psychics? Because if they were, how to be? They can't just be Gillian and Robin. Mm-hmm. You have to give them their superhero names because they are superheroes. Okay, so Amy Irving is Bloodshot. Yeah, because she, she she makes blood squirt. Yeah. Okay, Bloodshot. And uh, a- Andrew Stevens is Dad Appreciator. What would you call him? Um. Oh my God. What? Bioplasm. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, the forehead floater. <laughs> it's one of my favorite cocktails. Alliteration, at least. I don't know. Amusement. Um, amuse, amusement man. Amusement hater. I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> you know, I know one superhero that already has a great name. Mother Knuckles. Jesus Christ. You know? Yeah. That's a great superhero name. So... You've been transported into the world of the Fury. Yeah. 
what shape does your your experience take? So I guess I could be um, one of the psychics at the school. I'm listening. Um, and then I was, you know, I'd be like, um, my power would be instead of like when I touch people, instead of uh, blood coming out, they they just pee them, they pee their pants. And then I would get just as uh, sad and scared and terrified as Amy Irving, but people would just have wet fronts of their pants. See, that's, yeah. Why couldn't you just like have their grandma's best recipes come out? Um, like, no. <gasps> and then they'd be like, what? It's just, they just saw, they just pee their pants, you know, and I'd just be like on the ground, like in a fetal position. Yeah, and then I. And one of your victims is Shirley Manson. You don't know if it's <laughs> what's going on. Huey Lewis, <laughs> shortcuts. Yeah. yeah, so I'd be that. I'd be like, and then, um, then jealous because everybody's paying all this attention to Amy Irving because she's super powerful. But I'm and, like, yeah. But what about me, Mister Piss? Maybe that'd be my superhero <laughs> name. All right, what about you? I um, feel like I failed that. Does he ever get married? Um, so I'm a I, I'm a I'm the I'm a crestfallen because mm-hmm. I run a kind of l- low key crime scene up clean you know scene cleanup guy mm-hmm. and I pull my my truck up to their house I've got a mop a couple of rags one bucket yeah and they're like uh, <laughs> they laugh at <laughs> like I, I've never had walked into a building and had people laugh at me and point at me and they're like third floor. We're going out. <laughs> yeah. And I go in there, and, I, and I'm responsible for cleaning up. You know what? The piss that I made come out? <laughs> that you're talking about, right? No. Oh, you mean Cassavetti remains? Cassavetti no, 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 no. What? The parakeet died. Of course, Cassavetti's. Of course, that body. How much do you charge an hour? I charge by the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you have uh what is it spot shot? Pre spot shot. Yeah. Was it pre? Yeah. Cuz you ha- you do you think it was a stain master carpet? No. Man, because that's going to be that's going to be tough. Yeah. Get your work cut out for you and then you let, just imagine you uh finish you're like, "Oh my, I finally finished." You know, I, I hey, you know, it's took it's like nighttime. It's like like eleven fifty eight. Yeah, and you're like oh, I'm beat, and then you're about to leave. And like, oh no 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 no, let's can, it's time to show you to the dining room, uh, where the twirly, whatever spin blood spin bloods all over the wall and the carpets. Yeah, there's then, two. Oh, and then they're like, by the way, Kirk Douglas and his son are out front. Clean up that shit too. Did you not bring an extra person? huge mistake but you know what i get to keep mm-hmm. all the money mm-hmm. all 17 dollars in 1978 um okay and then so you're so polite you go to shake my hand big mistake <laughs> <laughs> i know what your name is nobody beats the whiz the whiz i'll take it all right so you've been given the uh, kingdom you get to build your own thing okay your fury thing Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk into this uh, building. Yeah, 
it's like one of those research things where you get paid a hundred bucks if you go to the, if you listen if you do the uh, answer series of questions. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, um, they basically they keep showing you flashcards, mm -hmm. and you have to say Bezzarides or Cassavetes. <laughs> so it'll be like a picture of of. <laughs> Our favorite actress with a sling, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta quickly answer which is which. Does she have a sling in that show? I don't think so. I th am I misremembering? Rachel I think, McAdams. I think she gets hurt in that show. And then there'll be a one. There'll be a weird one of like Rachel McAdams standing next to Gina Rollins, and you're like, oh, okay, which which one? Which one is it? It's perfect. And whoever gets the most right walks out with the prize. Right. Bezzarides or Cassavetes. Right. I think we you I think you could make a mint on this uh, idea of like a 3D um, puzzle sort of, but it's just Cassavetti's body, and you putting it together. You're trying to put it back together from this exploded parts. Good fucking luck. Yeah, I don't think the accountant could even do it. No, it's it's one of those more challenging. It's ten thousand pieces, and it's wet. <laughs> I knew you were going there. So a wet puzzle <laughs> another wet puzzle it's wet because you know, all the blood and guts yeah uh so it, yeah it's ten thousand pieces and wet and it's a 3d puzzle yeah um and you don't really remember uh who he is like you don't know where like we as as non-medical students mm -hmm. i couldn't tell you the difference between my dick and like my asshole is it red? <laughs> Consuming confession. Here's the thing, though. I, there's there's a little bit of a. This is a challenge too. Okay, so it's a ten thousand ten thousand wet piece wet puzzle. Yeah. And then as you're putting it together randomly uh, from the box, Amy Irving's head comes pops out, and then if it pops out, and you're still putting the puzzle together, your puzzle just collapses. Yeah, you gotta do it again. <laughs> you're on a goddamn island. Right. And you have uh, an assortment of things you've gathered, and now you have to pluck something from this masterpiece to put onto the island. Mm -hmm. Many choices. Right. Many. Are you talking, do we have to regulate it to Cassavetti's blown up body, or we can pick outside of that? Anything you okay. want. Poof. I mean, there could be a pillow that goes on under your pants mm -hmm. to make you look old. Um. <laughs> you you take the pants pillow. You take <laughs> no, that, gre that green pillow he shoves into the front butt of his pants. Yeah, to make him look old. Um, <laughs> he should have just thumbs up the mirror and walked out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looked old enough. Or he'll do a double take. He's like, holy <laughs> shit. Um, when, you knew this movie was fucked when he was putting that shoe white in his hair. You're like, yeah. this is this is not scripted, yeah. right? Um, I was Spartacus, <laughs> is more like it. Um, so yeah, so you got to pick some some shit from this. There's so many things, right? Did you notice that uh, when Andrew Stevens at the end is floating, he's got a wine bottle in his hand? Yes, he randomly does. just holding a yes, wine bottle. Yes, he does. Yeah. Is he attack Kirk Douglas with the wine bottle? I think he does. I but think he does, yeah. He just has it in his hand. I think the film's got a pretty strong anti-alcoholism message. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I I would take the one thing I would take is a, a couch, the couch 
that Andrew Stevens is scratching on the arm of at the end. Do you oh notice that? Oh, my God. That's, and it cuts to her scratching. And yeah, and she's scratching. scratching the wall, and he's scratching the arm of that couch. He's really scratching it, and it looks fun. <laughs> it does. It looks like it's, you know, you really – I think the palm, that's what the palm is so good at is that he really makes you want to scratch a couch. Well, the funny thing was is you – I was talking about Boy George, right? Mm-hmm. You have to change it. Another song had to change its fucking. What? I would have loved to have gone to a yacht rock show and got to hear him perform Couch Scratch Fever. I mean, I've heard of Couch Surfing. Yeah. Yeah, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, I take that couch um, with a, hopefully his, you know, his little finger indentation because he's really head. He's really going hot and heavy. He's really scratching that arm of that couch. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would take. Okay. What about you? The head. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even cross my mind. How? That fucking bus. Oh, the, 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 yeah. Where he gets hot and heavy? Yeah. Because, obviously, I'm no, I want to tool around the island as much as I'm able to. Right. Uh, Granted, I have a limited fuel. But that thing, even parked, is a super rocket. Like, that thing, you could just go there and, hound, you know, hound There's a lot dog. of space in it. And they have, like, a bed and back. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's it doubles as a, as a home. But also, it's got some class. It's so, so unique. That thing's, like, partially protruding from the sand. Uh-huh. And then I crawl out in my fucking in my clothing from like one of those early films that we talked right, about. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some scrawny like lingerie or whatever. You're not taking the head? Is that what you're telling <laughs> not me? Not taking the head. I'm just gonna leave it there? I'm just I don't I just feel like I would be two time in the beast within. You want the head? No, I don't want it. Want me to gift you the head? I don't want to gift it. Uh, I don't want it. Can you, give, can you give me the head? I will give it to you. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit. 